This is podcast number two from Sheep and Goat Topics. This is Dr. Mike Neary, Extension Small Remnant Specialist, Purdue University. The response from our first podcast was very encouraging. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, rate it, and then please tell your friends. The topic of this particular podcast is feeding programs for the ewe and doe and late gestation. Nutrition in late gestation is critical for a successful lambing and kidding season. A sound feeding program will optimize birth weight of lambs and kids, increase the quality of colostrum, and actually can increase milk production during lactation. Properly fed ewes and does in late gestation will give birth to more vigorous offspring with a higher survival rate and less management interventions that are needed from the producer. With a gestation length of 146 to 152 days for the ewe and doe, the last trimester is from 30 to 45 days or four to six weeks before lambing or kidding. This is the period of the pregnancy where the majority of fetal growth occurs. This is also the period when mammary tissue synthesis occurs. Four to six weeks is a range and when actual late gestation feeding pro occurs will be dependent upon a couple of factors. One would be the body condition score of the ewes and does as they enter the late gestation period, and two would be how many feedi they are gestating. Cold and adverse weather can also influence when we start the late gestation feeding program. If ewes and does can be ultrasounded in mid-gestation for pregnancy status and fetal numbers, we can use that information to segregate ewes and does to tailor a late gestation feeding program and when we should initiate it. Those gestating singles won't need as much feed and will need it for a shorter time period than those that are gestating twins or more. Additionally, Taking stock of body condition score about eight to nine weeks before lambing and kidding can help producers decide on a feeding program to hit the target body condition score of a 3 to 3.5 at lambing or kidding. If the female's body condition score is projected to be thinner than desired, late gestation feeding can be started at the 45-day mark before parturition. If the projected body condition score is on track for that 3 to 3.5, then late gestation feeding may be able to be delayed for a week or so. Although late gestation feeding is very important, it does not have to be complicated. A good quality forage, supplemented with an energy source such as a grain, and proper mineral nutrition are the key factors. We'll speak a little bit about the specific nutritional requirements in late gestation, and they are dependent upon the body weight of the animal and, in late gestation, of course, the number of fetuses the ewe or doe is gestating. Generally, the weight that we use to determine the requirements would be the weight at breeding time in good condition. If ultrasounding the ewes or does is not possible, then feeding will need to be done at a rate expected with twins. Since there is such a wide range of body weight differences between sheep and goats, and even within the species, requirements will be discussed on a percentage basis.
According to the National Research Council, a meat goat doe gestating one kid needs to be gaining about 0.15 to 0.2 pounds per day in late gestation, of which a majority of this gain will be fetal growth and the fluids associated with the pregnancy. She needs to be eating about 3% of her weight daily and dry matter with a total digestible nutrient or TDN content of about 54 to 55%. Crude protein nutrition in late gestation for a doe with a single are not very high, about 10 to 11%. Calcium content, which is important, uh, should be in the 0.3% of the diet range, of the dry matter of the diet. Uh, compare those numbers to a doe gestating twins. The twin-bearing doe needs to gain body weight at a faster level as compared to a single-producing doe at about 0.3 pounds per day, which does make sense as she has more than one kid developing. Her dry matter intake is similar to the doe with a single, 2.75 to 3% of her body weight, but the big difference is the energy content of the diet. The diet for a doe with twins need to be around 66% TDN level, which is very difficult to obtain without some form of grain being fed. There is a marked difference in amount of calcium required for a twin gestating a doe as compared to one with a single. The twin bearing doe requires 0.5% of the ration containing calcium, which is about 60% more than the doe gestating a single. Also, the doe with twins requires about 13.5% protein in her diet. These same general trends are similar in the ewe. The twin-bearing ewe requires more nutrition than the single bear. The ewe gestating single needs to gain about 0.25 pounds per day, while a ewe with twins should gain at a rate of about 0.3 to 0.4 pounds per day. The amount of dry matter intake required is fairly similar between we use with singles or, or twins in that 2.75% of her body weight range, but the ewe gestating twins needs a higher energy dense diet. Ewes with twins need around 66% TDN, while single bearers need about 55 to 56% TDN. Recommended NRC protein levels are around the 9 to 10% for ewes in late gestation, regardless of pregnancy status. I feel these levels are a bit on the low side and usually recommend the 11 to 12% range. These levels are not hard to meet with any quality type of forage. A calcium content for use in late gestation should be about 0.5% of dry matter. Calcium is important as late gestation is when the skeletal system of lambs and kids is developing. Vitamin and mineral status is also very important in late gestation and producers should ensure their ewes and does are receiving adequate amounts via either a good quality mineral, a premix to be mixed in grain, or present in sufficient amounts in protein supplements. Pay particular attention to selenium and iodine in these products. Selenium content of feeds is regulated by the FDA and the upper Legal limit in a complete mixed feed is 0.3 parts per million, or the FDA allows selenium to be included at 90 parts per million in minerals for a sheep. A good quality mineral for sheep and goats should have a minimum of 50 to 60 parts per million of selenium. 
Ask your feed supplier what the content of selenium is in minerals, premixes, or supplements that they sell. If selenium nutrition in late gestation was adequate, then there should be no need for selenium, vitamin E injections, or oral supplements to lambs or kids after birth unless there are very extenuating circumstances. Another mineral of importance in late gestation is iodine. The Great Lakes region and the, the northwestern region of the U.S. is known to have soil deficiencies of iodine. Lack of iodine can compromise the pregnancy and also can result in lambs or kids born with goiter of the pituitary gland. Not all feeds manufactured in the U.S. routinely contain iodine. Check the label or ask the feed supplier. It will most often appear as sodium iodate as an ingredient on the feed tag. Lastly, producers may want to include ionophores in the late gestation rations. Rumensin is approved for goats and decox is approved for sheep. Both, is, both of these ionophores will help prevent coccidiosis and toxoplasmosis abortion in sheep and goats. Work with a veterinarian and the feed supplier to make sure they are included at the proper level to prevent both health conditions. As mentioned earlier in the podcast, the feeding program doesn't need to be complicated. Depending on the body weight and number gestating, a diet of 3 to 5 pounds of good quality hay and 0.5 to 1.5 pounds of corn, along with a good quality mineral, is usually adequate. That is not complicated. If more precise diets are, are desired, they can be easily calculated. There are online ration balancers available to develop uh, diets to feed sheep and goats. Use your favorite search engine and put in the terms online ration balancer for sheep and goats. Some that I'm familiar with are the Langston University's goat ration balancer, a Maryland small ruminant balancer for both sheep and goats, and Montana State University has an online sheep ration balancer. There are others out there. With a little playing around with them, they are very easy to become familiar with and are very useful. Thank you, and this has been podcast number two from Purdue Sheep and Goat Topics.